Welcome to Beholder's Eyes Season 3. I'm Alex. I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. Evil has come to the Great Isle. Amidst a civil war, a holy war, and a threat of imperial invasion, only one group can bring this all to an end. One way or another. They are the Chaos Quartet. Zalara of Sin Elnor. Blessed of Shamhara, world-protecting, elven druid monk. Garen Kittlesel, dimension-hopping Vekabond, high elf bladesinger. Cal Thornbreach, also known as Wicca, satyr bard of eloquence. Mole Urzog, cleric of Saint Allegius. So uh, last time we continued on our quest to reunite a feuding uh, polyamorous married couple or not so polyamorous it seems right now because there's not much amory going on in general. <laughs> um, so we decided the first, you know, uh, piece of this puzzle to put together would be uh, Belinda. We walked up some stairs. We talked to a door, which we proceeded to confuse um and into letting us in by saying that we were sorry on behalf of someone else who is definitely not sorry and walking in to see a uh very interesting uh goblin lady being held up on a palanquin of very very um sexy goblins so mm. yeah not not words that i thought were going to come out of my mouth today sexy goblins got it <laughs> yes yeah, so we've got the woman displayed on the sexy goblins they all come running up up. Um, what, um, and she says, hmm, welcome to my land. I don't remember you. Are you a gift from the crystal or did I dream you? Well, all new friends are a gift, ma'am. Oh, yes. Um, I, I guess that may be true, especially when you've been here as long as I have, but, um, I think my point still stands. Are you a product of me or a product of my environment no no we're, we're a product of the outside actually um we're here to to visit um in a time of great strife and you know no i don't this has never happened before please explain oh uh, the city outside was being destroyed and um we while well, some of our friends were in here hiding while while we were making sure that the thing that was destroying it was no longer so yeah and and now that's taken care of and we were looking to uh get your help in assisting our friends out of here okay well how are you trying to get your friends out of here what do you mean like wa walk out the front door in general apparently Oops. there's a locking mechanism on the tower and uh you didn't even know they were here so you're um we're coming to have you help us unlock it hmm. so you you've all entered our tower and now you want to leave then why doesn't Quillam just open the front door and let you out? He needs your assistance. It takes all three of you. Oh, that is so annoying. Well, you know, <laughs> some people are incapable of doing things by themselves. Yes, and and he would be one, of course. Um, who are you? I, I, I'm I'm growing very tired of this conversation. Wait. Hi, I'm Margarine Silverbeard. I'm a paladin of Saint Allegius. Interesting. Okay. I am Karen. Hello. You are very beautiful. I know. I'm Zalara of 
Sinelnor. What do you do, Zolara of Sinelnor? That's just three words or four words thrown together. It has no uh, meaning to me. What, what do you do? What makes you... Why should I keep you around? Why are you interesting? I'm a follower. Um, follower doesn't seem quite enough, but um, I... Uh, Shemhara is my goddess whom I follow. Um, and mm. I uh, am good at communing with others. Not communicating, but communing. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, uh. <laughs> the talking thing is more migraine steel. Yeah. That would be right. The world demon. Interesting. You follow the world demon. Ooh. Oh, that is a, wor- a world world demon? Shamara. Oh, okay. A demon, you say? Way of putting it. Well, when her son is the god of the world. Oh, not anything. my son. Not your son? No, 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 no. their other counterpart's son. That, that's Camilla's son. I would ah. never do that. No. This is why I live the way I do, and Camilla lives the way she does. Yes, I would never give up my child. That's ridiculous. Okay. Do you have children? No. No. (laughs) Once I realized realized what I was for Quilam and where we are in the game, um, his game of Quilam power hungriness, um, I realized it was best not to breed with him. Oh, and and what are you to Quilam? I'm his wife, but he had to... Did he not tell you the whole story about how he had to make a bargain with the Goblin King and then involved marrying me? No, he he was pretty sparse on the details in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's why we were coming to talk to you. Actually, we were trying to get like the whole whole picture of the story. No, there's not much to it. He led his small tribe of people. He needed to get through the impassable mountains. My father knew a way to tunnel through, and so in exchange for helping Quilam do so, oh, uh, among the myriad of other details. Um, I, I was married off to Quilam. He did trick my father into believing he was a great king as opposed to the leader of some small tribe, but there you have it. Oh, interesting. Have you ever enjoyed your time with Quilam? Yes, at first, but that was a long time ago. Mm-mm. It was before the tower and time to reflect and watching his willingness to submit to some stone of power and become its devotee. It's just as soon as he heard that his offspring could become a god. But living in stone can be pretty cool you know a lot of people choose to live their lives that way yes of course I, I did for a long time and when i want to i can make this environment stone again if i want to feel like i'm back home but it's of right now at least for this period of time i have my and then she takes her hand and like kind of rubs it on the chest of one of the goblins she's like i have my delights interesting okay um and our other friend <laughs> excuse us for being rude <clears throat> Do you like to introduce yourself? I, I, I'm I'm Wick. I am an ordinary person who has a book. <laughs> I like wow. stories. That's all. About, that that's mostly me. You do. You like stories. Well, tell me an interesting book one. of stories. Tell me an interesting one very quickly. Um, I, I don't like being put on the spot, but uh, I was going for one of my normal walks in. This is Ryan trying to remember which lies he said now. Ballandor. 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 That's the one. That you just. Yeah, I was in Ballandor on one of my normal walks. I walked around a corner. And I met these lovely people. Uh, the city was suddenly being attacked. I wasn't where I thought I was. And um, yeah, I haven't left them since. And things have been interesting. These are good people to know to find stories. Oh, hmm. well, it started promising. The details <laughs> kind of tapered off there at the end. Uh, um, I, I can give you a cooler story if that will help you help us. Make it quick and make it interesting. Okay. Um, so 
when we met our friend here, Wick, I was dead. Um, they saved me from a mad god, who we then proceeded as a team together to kill, and thus resulting destroying a god and saving not only one, but multiple universes. Is that a good story? It's a great story, and it gives me an idea. So, here is one thing that I can do. I will go and I will talk to Kalam, but you must do one thing for me. So, we must play a game. So, every once in a while, I will ask the tower for a challenge. And sometimes I face the challenge and sometimes I get bored. <laughs> so, I was going through a night phase for a while, as you do. You know, the, the lush life of ecstasy and leisure gets boring after a while and you've got to go slay something. So, I asked for a challenge. And um, so, uh, pa Pietra came. Now, Pietra is a basilisk dragon of sorts and I was going to slay him. And he did take my, my favorite little pseudo-dragon by the name of Calypso. And we were going to do a game of like essentially capture the flag, but with Calypso. Back and forth. But I, I was so bored after the first two times. So Piatra now is residing in his statuary garden. He has Calypso. If you can if you can find her, then Yes, I will do this for you. Um, just return her from, from Piatra. And um, yes, that should be entertaining. That will keep me satiated for the next year, at least. I look to the others. Basilisk Dragon doesn't sound too bad. Well, other than turning to stone, sure. I, I, I'm a big fan of stone, so yeah. <laughs> it should I, be I fun. I not leave the group, so. <laughs> Mark Green's dream just to become a statue. <laughs> That's how we lose Margraine again. That's going to be the running <laughs> joke is that every new adventure Margraine dies and he's got to come back in the next one in some weird fashion. Um, we're high enough level to accomplish that now. So that's fine. <laughs> and not, but not, not break verisimilitude. Um, okay. Where is this Pietra? Yes, you must go over that, that uh, horizon over there. You see the one where the sun is setting behind it? And you see that. And now as she says that, you realize yeah, the sun is setting. You hadn't really noticed it before. In fact, it may have been earlier in the day it saved. But now the sun is setting as if giving you a direction on where to go over these rolling hills that look kind of lush and green. They go over and you can see the tips of a mountain range beyond. So she points you in that direction. Is there anything else you would like to know? If not, I have... Is it a maze or just an open garden? It's, well, it, it is a garden of sort of stones, statues everywhere. It's not really a garden, um, unless you are growing stones. I mean, he, he is <laughs> um, statues of all the different creatures we've created around. and Some have run in there accidentally and then turned to stone. There's not much of a garden. You know, you okay. will find daffodils or daisies or... I was going to say or dandelions because it began with a D, but you will probably find dandelions. <laughs> okay. Um, so just things he's turned to stone or it's turned to stone. They've turned to stone. Whatever. I don't know. We've never had the discussion. It's mainly been, I'm going to kill you. You're going to kill me. We're going to steal our little pseudo dragon back and forth. And um, not a lot of chatting. Not a lot of chatting. Okay. So when you say you wanted a challenge and you struck out this game with Pietra, did you create Pietra? No, the tower created it for me. I, I can ask for things and it will just give it to me. Why do you not just ask for your pseudo dragon back? Well, that's not fun. If you can have anything you want, you have to create a challenge. That's fair. It's my, I was raised in royalty and we used to have um, certain ways to set the table or to walk into a room. Because when life is so easy, you have to make up challenges to make yourself 
feel better, or feel better at least. Struggle leads to growth. Mm, it can, but it can also lead to being tired, and that's why I'm taking my at least a century of relaxation here. I can understand that. Well, well, if there are no other questions, I have. I think we're good. Into a spa to take. And she says, Tally, Tally forth. And then all the, the goblins, like, just pop, 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 run her off into the forest that's not too far from you. <laughs> well. I have never seen goblins actually look nice. Interesting. You're into that sort of thing. I didn't say I was into it. I just said I've never <laughs> seen them look nice. There are some <laughs> goblin merchants in the bog that dress pretty nice. Fair. But they probably don't dress very nice right now since the bog is now the swimming pool, I guess. <laughs> it could be floating nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some of them own boat. There you go. Smart ones. So um, just to clarify, the sun setting is basically just like a waypoint for us to find. It's not actually talking about the time of day, right? As far as... Um, time is meaningless to us now. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've essentially killed a god and time. So... <laughs> Well, I mean, we just always pop back to our thing out of time, so it doesn't matter. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, Over the river. Or, well, into the woods. To Grandma's <laughs> house we go. So, yeah, uh, Margaine's definitely going to take off that way. Do we actually know anything about basilisk dragons? I've heard of basilisks, and I've heard of dragons, but not the basilisk dragon. I'm assuming it's just... Uh, I guess I don't know what wings? I'm assuming. <laughs> Is there any way for me to have known about that, um, Alex? Because I Sam doesn't know, but maybe Margaret knows. I say, would I've heard any stories as well? Yeah, I've heard lots of stories from many travelers. Um, go ahead, both of you. Give me a. Um, there we go. Give me a history check. Uh, Twenty. Nice. Eight. <laughs> Alright, so Margraine doesn't remember anything. Um, and then um, Wicker, Cal. You, however, are familiar with this. There's been some kind of fey magic in uh, the land that you've you of course come from, where you've seen these kind of amalgamations before. Um, usually they're 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 completely magical creatures, usually created by some magical force, some bit of mischief by the, the fairies, or it, it's just not naturally occurring. And you know that. You know that you guys do have to, just like with the bad you do have to actually watch out as you get close because they can turn you to stone. But that otherwise, um, other than name and that they seem to have the face of a basilisk, they pretty much operate like your, your standard sort of dragon. Um, the main feature being they look like they are basically evolved from a basilisk as opposed to maybe some kind of long, typical wizard creature or lizard creature. I will relay that information to the group, but saying it comes from my granddad. <laughs> my father was a man of many, tra many talents and many travels. He encountered something similar to this or sounded similar in his stories about a um, basilisk dragon amalgamation of fey magics and creatures. It can turn you to stone if you are too close to its face, but apart from that, I believe it's similar to just a normal dragon, which I'm sure you guys have dealt with being great adventurers. Have we? Not this group, right? Uh, we, we did. We, Cal we wouldn't did. know that, though. The blue yeah, we, dragon. The blue dragon that oh, we, that's right. yeah. we stole from, but we've never fought, never fought one. No. One. 
Okay. The other groups fight one. The, uh, uh, the, the blue dragon group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same There's blue a blue dragon. dragon and a white yeah. dragon, but the white dragon was on our side. Yeah, so they saw they fought that exact same blue dragon, but no. We but when he was much older. Him. Yeah, and much harder. <laughs> um, well, we did talk to that one blue dragon. Perhaps we could talk to this one, or maybe just sneak in and steal the pseudo dragon. Yeah. So if my grandfather's story is getting close to it, sounds like a bad idea. Uh, okay. But, so. you know, dragons are highly intelligent, so anything that's intelligent can be reasoned with. Mm, I know you believe that, but eh, maybe. Perhaps, though, maybe go the e- go the easier route and just take the pseudo-dragon back. How big are pseudo-dragons? Are they, they're not dragon-sized, no? They're like baby dragons. I, I saw a wizard with a pseudo-dragon once, and it was like the size of, like, a cat. Ah, very cool, then. No, the goal is just to get the pseudo-dragon. We don't have to defeat this basilisk thing. Right. Correct. We just have to obtain pseudo dragons. Hmm. Hopefully they are not like friends and we are stealing one friend from another. Oh, you could put it in one of those spheres that you did before, Garen, on the, the, the universe creature man thing. Yeah, yes, I'm not I'm not worried about how to do it. I was just thinking what the, if what? someone were to take my Xena from me, I would be very mad. Yeah, like if they formed a close bond after all these years of being together and now they're like family. Indeed, it could be or if it was never her creature and that we're just stealing it because she wants it now. I mean, when you put it like that, we should stop talking about it and just do it because we need <laughs> we need her help. Well, if it's a game of back and forth, then the basilisk will just come back for his friend. Well, that is true. It is part of the game. Very Unless wise, the game is a lie. Let's not to worry about that. <laughs> Very well. One thing um, as well uh, that I should have told you with your role, um, Wicker, is that you do know that it's going to take a greater... If anybody does get turned to stone, it will take a greater restoration spell. So... Yes, who doesn't have greater restoration? I'm trying to think of the way that Wicker can wrap that in bullshit that he knows. (laughs) (laughs) I believe my granddad did mention as well that if you do get turned to stone by this sort of creature, that it requires a greater holy magic to resolve. Well, then maybe Uh, we can ask the the bishop to help us when we get up. I mean, you would have to take whatever effect it does on you back to the bishop or bring the bishop here, which if the creature's still here could be dangerous to everyone. Are you not able to do that, Mark Green? Uh, no, no, I, I don't. Um, Holy Paladin, uh, no. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that powerful in, in magic. The, the best, the best I'm able to do is maybe, you know, make like a, a magic weapon at this point, or, you know, I'm, I'm still just starting out my journey as a, as a paladin. We've only been on the road for like two months. Oh God. You've been dead for, maybe I a don't month? know how long. I, and I'm <laughs> sure being dead sets your training back quite a bit. Um, unless I met my God, unless I met, you know, and maybe that then but i don't remember that so it's meaningless to me now <laughs> but uh, uh but no i i i don't um i have um not even lesser restoration in game terms um we have zero <laughs> form of restoration i am a i have lesser yeah i i i'm I, i'm a sword boy not a heel boy <laughs> well hammer boy it's Hammer Brothers. not healer. Yeah, except I, I carry a sword now because my hammer broke up with me. Um, okay. <laughs> it's true. No um, hammer time. So how about <laughs> we have Margraine and Wicker, like, enter like they're going to talk to the dragon. And then, Garen, you're pretty decent at stealth, yeah? 
my younger years. Younger years. Uh, we could try to sneak around different ways and see if we could spot the pseudo dragon. And if we can just snatch it and run, then we can avoid this whole thing. Okay. And I'll stay back here to support you because I'm not good at being sneaky. You, yeah, you and Wicker can talk to the dragon and distract him. Well, maybe let's get the lay of the land first, because it would be best if the dragon did not know we were there at all, right? If we can just steal the dragon, pseudo dragon, then why alert the other dragon to our presence and then be turned to stone? That's fair. All right. As you all are, are talking and you've crossed the hills going over to the mountain, um, you realize you're, you're, the environment around you kind of gives you the impression of an epic quest without having to commit the time to it. So it starts off kind of nice, and then suddenly you have a bunch of like bugs all around you, biting you. Rain comes down really hard. It turns to snow. The environment changes. You're looking around yourself. Suddenly you're in rocky terrain as though you've crossed thousands of miles. And also everything is a little bit less detailed the further you get away from Belinda, you noticed. So <laughs> the, think of it as going from like 1080p to 720 on your TV. For, you know, 4K down to 720. It's it, Details just not there um, as you continue making your way. As you head toward the mountain range itself, you hear the flapping sound and the whoosh that you would all recognize of a dragon's wing, very large one. Go ahead and give me a pers- yeah, Does anybody have a pr- passive perception above 20? Uh, 21. 19. Okay. So, 11. Um, 13. Hey. Um, so, uh, Wicker, you see up a, a little dot flying in the air. You realize this is what is making that huge wind noise. And you see what you're guessing is the dragon flying in the air. You can't quite see deep. Details. But you noticed it's flying kind of slumped. It doesn't have the proud long dragon head neck it's kind of like hanging low and it's like just it's like that um it's got coder neck you know except in dragon terms where it's just kind of low it's um it's almost like his shoulders are up high his his head's hanging low and and you get the feeling Mm. actually give me give me an insight roll give me an insight roll insight as well 17 all right with the 17 you know you're no expert on dragons but it looks like it's bummed out just kind of defeated or sad Uh, point out to the rest of the party who didn't notice is that is that the dragon up there? Mm-mm. Does it look kind of depressed? Oh, maybe we should talk to him. Um, but what if he's depressed because he wants to fight something? But what if he's depressed because everybody only thinks he wants to fight something? Mm, well, I mean, everybody's got to die at some point, yes? I mean, that, that's a dragon. How are we... Uh, you guys killed a universe, so it's like, but that's still a dragon. But it's like a fake dragon, right? I mean, it was just conjured by the crystals? Unless yeah. it was transported by the crystals. I don't know. Hmm. No, he was created by the tower from the impression she gave me, at least. Well, yes, but she doesn't know how it works necessarily. It could be that she just zaps her from another universe or our universe, and then voila, dragon in the oh. world. Oh, man. Yeah, that gives me way more moral qualms with the stuff that we brought up earlier. I thought they were kind of just not real, but thought they were real, but they could actually be real in this space from another reality. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Oh. But that doesn't mean that's right. It's just speculation. Well, do we want to talk to it? 
Big the, those, of you, happy. those of you who can, uh, well, you can all see the dragon. Um, the only one who can still see it. For the rest of you, it's kind of like a dot. You really don't see it. It's like a really far away plane. But for um, uh, Wicker, you can see it, Wick. You can see it. And it seems like it's going to, uh, I mean, just the few interactions you've had with dragons so far, you know what it looks like whenever they start to dive. And it looks like it's starting to. And then it just kind of slumps its way down the air, going <laughs> toward the foot of uh, a mountain and disappearing into the you know below the horizon and this far out anyway the resolution on him he's just alias <laughs> to hell you know probably just looked like the ender dragon out of minecraft at this point it's just, it's like, just yeah. looking zero in and out it's at the edge of render distance it's just looking in and out as it goes down yeah he starts clipping yeah. through the horizon as he goes behind it you know yeah you see some guy on a horse like scaling an entire steep mountain in the background and it's just you know we're in skyrim again on a holodeck that's all <laughs> All you right. didn't happen to see a pseudo dragon with that dragon, did you? I mean, I could only just see the dragon. Okay. Well, I could see it clear enough to say it was depressed, but, you know, I could only just see the dragon. <laughs> well, I imagine the scale of a pseudo dragon to a fully grown dragon is quite different. Hard to see, for sure. That sounds like a good bet. If it's what, if, if the pseudo dragon's meant to be like the size of a cat from what you were saying earlier, then there's quite a big scale difference, I imagine. Yeah, it, it's kind of similar to, you know, how, how Xena is the size of a house cat but not the size of a full lion you know this dragon is probably closer to the size of a full dragon and that's the size of a house cat indeed did your wicker eyes happen to see where the dragon disappeared to uh, it did like your a wicker really eyes dive that way and wicker just pointing that direction it also makes note of wicker eyes because that sounds cool. <laughs> I hate that visual, by the way. I'm picturing, like, wicker weaved into, like, <laughs> into the shape of eyes, and it sounds scratchy and uncomfortable. Honestly, you've seen Zalara kind of look like that. Just imagine the wicker with, like, branches shooting out. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's what wicker is, not. essentially. It's just little pieces of wood that are, like, all woven together. Yeah. Anyway. I guess venture forth. Yes. So you, uh, you make your way forward, and you find yourself in a... Uh, it looks like a quarry, basically, kind of a, a cutout land as you get to the foot of the mountains themselves. And within the quarry, you see a number of statues down there that look like different races of creatures, a lot of goblins, some humans. They all look, um, uh, some other just random animals, just, just kind of strewn about in this area that's like the base of the quarry. And then on the, what would be, uh, I guess, west of you, um, directly in the foot of the mountain, you do see a dugout cave. And you can see just the nostrils of a dragon sticking out, just kind of breathing slowly. And that's it. That's what you see. What do you do? How, how big are these nostrils in relation to the cave? <laughs> and how big is the cave in relation to me? <laughs> okay. So it's it's a large cave in relation to you. It looks like something of a tight fit for the dragon in there. Like it's, you know, kind of like a... You think of like a... Almost like a, a ferret in one of those like long ferret tubes <laughs> where they're kind of comfortable in there. But you're like, how are you so comfortable? Because you look all squeezed in. That's sort of the situation we have going on here. So, so in my brain, like lying down the dragon takes up like probably 15 feet 20 feet of vertical space yeah that would be good you know, it's okay like, it's, it's pretty big it's not, not big boy okay and any sign of the pseudo dragon around no, you can't. Well, you, everyone give me a perception roll, uh, or an actual perception roll, not just passive. 18. You would not. 11. Five. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, oh, okay. all right. So there doesn't seem to 
be um you don't see none of you actually see a pseudo dragon anywhere zalora um <laughs> you can actually see reflecting off of um uh, just the evening light you're able to see a reflection of what looks like rubies ruby eyes possibly on a statue or something that is in the cave itself you can just see the reflection off of it in there um it's a pretty good assumption that this is probably the pseudo dragon um maybe with like rubies for eyes like it's been decorated up well it would appear the pseudo dragon is in the cave somehow it's a really tight fit but um maybe he has a little hole i don't know well you know you get cozy when you live in caves is it alive i can't tell honestly Hmm. it looks is it moving at all or is it just stock still okay stock still moving does it does it it look heavy can't really see it i just see like reflections off i'm assuming gems that have been encrusted in it maybe Hmm. you know like sometimes happens in like the belly of a dragon how far away does it look again yeah how far are we from it that cave the cave you're about 200 feet i would like to i can't soar that 200 feet so the edge and i can reduce that distance you can be in his face instantly if you want sam through the bag of tricks that uh cow's granddad taught him uh-huh wicked's granddad sorry <laughs> i guess it depends on what approach we're taking are we going to try and talk to this thing mm, no it looks tired perhaps it needs its rest okay um well then when they wake up we talk to him i think you missed the point we don't want to talk to him. Oh, you're, you're saying we steal from him while he's still sleeping? Absolutely. I don't know. Garen, last time that we talked to a dragon, it worked out really well, actually. And then we stole something from it. And, and that's what it we're did... about to do. It worked well last time. Oh, I thought you meant, I don't know. Maybe we should talk to it. I was misunderstanding the conversation. We should talk to it because that's what we did last time. We talked to the dragon, we took the thing, and then we left. Yeah, but th- th- that dragon was not sleeping. This one is. That's a fair point. So we try to sneak in and steal first. And yes. I will serve as a distraction if they wake up. I mean, you've already died a few times now, so what's another one? Well, no, I was more thinking that I can use some of my, you know, more persuasive and um, protective abilities in order to ensure uh-huh. that it, it cannot harm me and that I can talk to it for as long as I need to. That's better. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's easier to talk to somebody when they're physically incapable of harming you. Um, it makes the whole <laughs> process a lot smoother. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in our heads, I'll ask Wiz wicker um did your granddad teach you how to magically or whatever grab things from a distance he did show me a trick about um manipulating objects from a distance and bringing them to you because if this dragon is a statue it might be heavier than what i can lift on my own with my magic what about you if we combine our forces i have two one is slightly more taxing than the other to try and perform you have like full on Big V's hand, don't you? Because you've summoned that as the interposing hand before. Oh, well, I have that, but yeah. um, I was just saying Mage have, Hand. I have so. Mage Hand and I have Unseen Servant. Unseen Servant. Okay. I don't know that one. But... I suppose the Mage time, Hand is 10 a, pounds, if, I believe. So if we, we could... put it in a resilient orb, or resilient sphere, then the Unseen oh, Servant can move it around because then it weighs <laughs> nothing. And it would fail. If it's dead or a statue, it would fail the dexterity check automatically. That's true. To, to very top level it. Yeah. <laughs> to completely <laughs> above the board would work this problem (laughs) how about we start by i stealth in and see uh if it's a statue or a living creature or what sounds good go ahead and uh um, for stealth it's a 21 all right so how are you how are you stealthing in there 
I'm hiding behind the statues as I go and like trying to get up to the mouth of the cave to like take a peek in is what I'm doing. Go ahead and give me a D100 roll and pick high or low. Um, Five. And you pick low? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, you are able to sneak behind the statues. You make your way... Um, forward. How far can you run again? I, I forget. It's like six thousand feet. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, just fifty feet a turn. So if I'm um, if I'm moving fast, it's a hundred feet. If I'm if I'm dashing. Okay. So you make it about a hundred feet, or you actually make it about eighty feet into the uh, area. You're diving behind different statues, one after the other. As you're making your way from one statue to the next, stealthing along, you catch a glimpse of the basilisk dragon itself. As you're making your way, the nose of it becomes much more clear and you start to see a little glint of something from the cave go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw dc 15 cool 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 cool, cool. that's a 12 okay um go ahead <laughs> this is worth thinking on it i should have been, i should have bothered inspired game first uh, go ahead and uh, turn the stone I have inspiration. I could roll again. Sounds like a good you time. Do you have a way to roll again? I would recommend doing that if you can, because you're about to be turned to stone. How about a 21? There you go. We'll just reverse you, those numbers. What did you do to roll again, by the way? Just so we... I still had inspiration oh, okay. from good. a long time back. From one of the, like, you know, three times you've given me inspiration. Yeah, From one of the, from... like, half dozen times he's even given inspiration over the past like, five years. Has it been that um, many? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. It's only when we randomly remember it. He'll give us one now this session because we've brought it up. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. Uh, otherwise, we'll forget about it entirely. I forgot I had it too until I was like, what's that? Oh, that's inspiration. Oh. Okay, so you um, you feel the tingles of uh, your skin starting to tighten up and you feel magical energy on you, but you're able to overcome that feeling with your wheel. Wheel power? Willpower. <laughs> you're spinning those tires. Um, all right, so you narrowly avoid becoming stone. Um, let's go ahead and with that near mess, call the session and we'll get inspiration or we'll get initiative rolled for the next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye Season 3, Episode 24, Wicker Eyes. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you leave podcast reviews. This one, in particular, was a lot of fun to record. Um, After all the the heaviness of the last year or so, and finishing out that first big stretch with Taroman... Um, you know, three-year stretch. Uh, this was just a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with this, so I hope you guys did too. Don't forget to join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Beholder's iPod and follow us on Twitter at Beholder's iPod. You can follow Cam who plays Valara at Mets Girl, Ryan who plays Cal and Wicker at Duff Duff the Third, Sam who plays Margraine and Mole at Samslot 007, and Ben who plays Garrett at Miro 4 D2. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Editing and music effects done by Spicy Sam Canary. Music from filmmusic.io. Curse of the Scarab and our story begins by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com. Don Forest Healing, Loopable by Chilled Music. Fantasy Ambiance by Alexander Narcarada. Epic Movie Adventure Cinematic by Alex Productions. All licensed under creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 4.0. Sound effects by zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details.